From across the Midwest, this is Opinions Anonymous, your new favorite podcast. If you can't get enough of us, check us out online at opinionsanonymous.com. In the meantime, sit back, relax, and remember, everyone has an opinion. Ours are just better. Hello and welcome to Opinions Anonymous. Welcome to episode 25. With me today is Andy. Andy, what's up? Doing well, Luke. How are you? <laughs> Again, it was what's up. Uh, Adam. Adam's here. Adam, how are you? I am doing well, Luke. How are you? <laughs> Doesn't sound like you're doing well. We're off to a stellar start. And the better of the Lukes of Hazard, other Luke, what's going on? Not a whole lot is going on. Glad I could actually answer in a timely fashion to the question you asked. I appreciate that. I am Luke as well, and we have a great episode in store today. You have an email. First email. Elmer from Florida said a distracted driver turns out to have a 250-pound pig on his lap. What is our biggest traffic pet peeves out there? You know, for someone who's been driving the highways of the city of Cincinnati for a few years now, um, my I think my biggest pet peeve at this point is just the A, constant construction going on on the roads, and then B, just massive potholes everywhere. Like there are, I, I just don't understand how it happens so consistently, but it, it drives me nuts on a daily basis. I thought potholes were just an Indianapolis thing. Apparently, that's nationwide. I mean, I've, I've from what I've heard, it's basically everywhere. Oh, interesting. So I guess if we're actually answering this question, my biggest pet peeve, I drive a lot, is people in the left lane. Get the get the fuck out of the left lane if you're not going to go a certain speed. Mm-hmm. I don't even care if you're passing somebody. If you're going 72 and you get around somebody, get the fuck back over immediately. Adam, it sounds like you need to use the right lane, or I don't know. Other people call it the shoulder, but it, it's like the far right lane. You can pass on that one, too. It probably would have less potholes. That's <laughs> true. It's a little rumbly, but... I've donated a couple tires this year because of potholes. I'm, I'm all good with not the rumbly. I think I'm just going to be boring and just talk about how much it pisses me off when people don't use their turn signal. Like It's just so simple. I'm pretty sure the larger that someone's truck is, like I, I don't, I don't know if big trucks don't come standard with turn signals. <laughs> I guess that's usually just what I run into around here, but uh, it just pisses me <laughs> off. Like, just tell me where you're going. I can confirm trucks do come with turn signals. Okay, I, I was beginning to wonder. Yeah, I can confirm. An educational podcast today. Yeah, see, we're teaching people things. I'll definitely agree with that. I. Even it really even like gets under my skin when there's no one around like a person if you're on the interstate and there's a ton of room for them to get over, they get over and don't use a signal. Like even that makes me mad. I'm like it, it's such a like non thing to do. So just do it. Like why not? I mean, I even find myself subconsciously like using my turn signal, even though I'm the only person on the interstate. Like I still signal in and out of lanes. It's not a habit. Occasionally, I'll signal on a road that just has like a 90 degree turn, but it doesn't like that's the only way you can go on the road. But yeah, <laughs> but I did like, that yesterday morning. <laughs> it's, it's so bad. 
Yeah, going out of the uh, out of St. Paul, there's an S turn, and I, oh, about <laughs> once a week at least, I use my turn signal on it, <laughs> and I always catch it. And I'm like, "You're a fucking idiot," and I just know the cars around me are like, "Oh yeah, you're gonna turn, huh? Yeah, probably a good idea." I have the same thing happen to me at work, probably once a week, where our office sits kind of at the end of a cul-de-sac, and if you go left, you're literally like turning into the end of the cul-de-sac. If you go right, of course, you go back out to the the main road and there's never anyone around. But about once a week, I'll be like, going right here. Don't worry, guys. And I'm just like, (laughs) obviously. Just everybody's aware I'm not going towards the dead end. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So next email we have 80 year old DJ Vika still works to this day in Poland. That's right. An 80 year old grandma DJ. So obviously we are not currently 80, but is there something that we would like to pick up now that we've never done before and have always wanted to do? I mean, I feel like at this point, I kind of want to get into listening to 80-year-old DJ sets. That sounds <laughs> sounds interesting, if nothing else. I'd like to see this grandma get to work. I mean, what what is she playing, you think? Like uh, current, current music or like music from the, the 60s? <laughs> I, mean, I think she's going back to the roaring 20s. Yeah. Maybe she's mixing them. Like you get the 20s and 30s songs with the electric shit they put in music now. <laughs> Could be. It's like That'd be EDM really cool. Johnny Cash. Just out of nowhere, a little boy named Sue in the middle of some trance. A little EDM John Meatloaf. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's something we can all get behind. <laughs> For me, I I enjoy golf. I maybe wish I would have started earlier so I was a little better now. Uh, But traveling, I think, is something maybe we can count under this category. I really wish I would have traveled when I had the time when I was 18, 19, 20. And at the time, we've talked about it before on the podcast, you don't really have the money, but it's something now that I have a family that I don't really have the time to travel. So I, I could also say others like hockey. I wish that hockey was around here. Maybe I could play some hockey. There's a lot of sports that uh, Adam introduced me to racquetball, which is a lot of fun. A lot of those like random sports. I like to do those. I mean, you and I have been talking about playing tennis dating back to the old show. So (laughs) there's another one. Chalk that up. I do have a couple of serious answers that I will offer up. Um, I own a guitar and play very sparingly. And it's just something that I wish I had a little more time to dedicate to and, and actually like learn, I don't know the, the actual like basics of playing a guitar rather than just like, Hey, I can play this one song, but I can't do anything else with that knowledge. Uh, same goes for the piano. Um, I think it's just a, I have a keyboard. I haven't used it very much ever, but piano seems like to me, the kind of, if you play piano, you, you can kind of understand music a little better just because of how the, you know, one key to one note, um, it's, it's just pressing buttons. It seems like to me, so it seems like it should be easier to learn, but here we are. I've had a keyboard for like three years and am no further along than I was during the first week. If you walk into Andy's apartment, you literally walk in and there's a key, like a keyboard right in the doorway. There's a guitar. There's a giant setup for video games. There's a cat. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and it's like you're walking into the 
greatest place ever, and Andy Andy doesn't utilize any of them except the cat. That's before you realize it's it only looks that way because it's ten feet by ten feet, and all of the things that I own are just stuffed into it. So it's like, wow, this guy has a bunch of awesome stuff, and it's like, oh no, this is just all there is. <laughs> and then you you like look at the guitar, and then you hit your head on the wall that you you've already reached the other side. Yeah. Of that. That's why I haven't learned how to play it is because it will only stay <laughs> right. I can't turn it sideways to hold it. The the one last thing I wanted to mention uh, before we move on to someone else is a second language. Like I feel like, I mean, we all took Spanish or French in high school and didn't really care about it at all. But it is something like I feel like that would be such a handy skill that I wish I would have dedicated more time to it or, or started like very, very early when they always say that like young children learning a second, second language is much, much easier than when you're, you know, a little more grown up. So I, I honestly feel like it's kind of late, too late for me now, but just something I wish I would have done very young. All right. On the spot, what is the one second language you would learn? I think I would learn. I think Spanish would be the way to go just because of like, usability practicality adam i think it has to be spanish in today's day and age other luke i'm gonna fall right in line and say spanish go ahead luke say whatever random ass thing you want to learn no this isn't this isn't necessarily a second language but if i could learn something i would love to learn sign language if that counts oh yeah that counts that counts yeah i think that's a good one Next email, Sherry from Germany says a couple got kicked off of a plane for body odor. What's the longest we've gone without showering or the grossest thing we've ever done? Ugh. Bef- before we get okay. into yeah, the I want to start in on this real quick because I have a feeling Andy's number is going to be a little higher than the rest because he's <laughs> hey a single guy who just lives by himself. <laughs> hey Go ahead, Andy. What were you going to say? Well, I wanted to jump in and say... Other Luke, it sounded like maybe you wanted to jump in at the end of the last email, but we kind of bulldozed you there. Did you have a... It's all right. (laughs) Are you sure we can stop and edit this? (laughs) Nah, it wasn't going to be that good. It was just going to be something my wife bitched about later, so... Whoa, Trouble in Paradise? (laughs) So if if I could pick up anything, you know, now that I, I wish I could have picked up earlier, it'd be being more of a handyman. Mm, uh, that's, yeah, that's actually a good I, one, because I'm not very handy either. No, if, if anything breaks down, I've got to call somebody to fix it. We actually have a closet here full of shit to hang on the walls. I've We've lived in this house for three years. I've hung up two things on the wall <laughs> and have a closet full of other shit that she keeps asking me, when are you going to hang it? And no, it took me like three hours to hang one picture. Hey, word to the wise. I'm where, about where do the wise command strips? <laughs> good idea. So, yeah. other yeah, Luke, are you yeah, saying you laugh, but it's the real way? Are Are you saying that whenever there's something around the house that you need to do, you didn't know, so your ass better call somebody? <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> yes, Billy. That is exactly <laughs> what I'm saying. Okay, very good. I just wanted to just wanted to put that in somewhere. <laughs> Oh boy, this is early for a. <laughs> Go ahead and take this one. Click button. Opinions anonymous caller, you're on the air. Oh hi, this this is Lindsay. I, I'm I'm Luke's wife. Uh, I, 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 <laughs> hey Lindsay. 
I'll tell you what, that guy couldn't, that guy couldn't hang on anything straight in the house. I, that guy, I, he thinks that our, our marriage is so great, but it's not great at all. We fight all the time. He lies to you guys constantly. Luke, I am over your bullshit. Bombshell. Hang up on her, please. Yeah, he's going to hang up on her. Bombshell. Just, just keep watching your Grey's Anatomy, baby. All right. <laughs> we can talk about it later. Uh, Lindsay, other, thank other you Luke, for Is she have a cold or something? <laughs> a little raspy. <laughs> All right, so the, that will not make the final cut, but I told Adam that we have to stage a call in as long as <laughs> And on the fly improv is not really uh, my style. So. <laughs> I thought you'd be great. She actually started listening to the podcast on her own this Ooh, week. Definitely so. cut that out then. Did she, start, did she start at the beginning? Yes. Oh, hey, hey. Of all time? No. Oh. The beginning of the last episode. <laughs> Oh. She jumped in midway through because she felt like she wouldn't be able to make it through an entire episode. Yeah. <laughs> Strategy, really. Try that one next time, Luke, when you have a little more material. Yeah, yeah maybe, pra- <laughs> maybe practice. We can work on that. I was way too worried about the voice. Was the voice good? The voice was spot on, right? <laughs> no, yeah, voice was, yeah, wow. I thought it was her. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely not making the final cut now. Here to go here. He had to go check the living room to make sure that she wasn't actually on the phone. <laughs> All right. That was a lot of fun. Grossest thing we've ever done. <laughs> All right. That email's not going to make the final cut. <laughs> Is this Grossness where I t- talk about the shitting story? Or? <laughs> we've gone over a lot of this material already. We have a bathroom etiquette story coming later too, so if you want to save it for that, it's all up to you. Okay, well, the story sucks. This this whole thing sucks. Should we just move past it? Yeah, fuck it. You guys fucking suck. I don't think any of us. Fuck you guys. If well, you well, fucking didn't well, read this, what's the worst thing you ever done, Luke? Go ahead. I just I just thought it was a good news story, and I was going to turn it around. What, you- what do you got? Well, the Dale Hollow trip was pretty fucking disgusting where we didn't shower for three days and went into the nasty fair, water there. The lake. Yeah, it's disgusting. I almost drowned and I on think that we trip. Use, and I think we use shampoo I think we use shampoo. In the lake? Yeah. <laughs> You're like like the caddy from Happy Gilmore who's <laughs> bathing in a water hazard. Uh one time my toe accidentally hit the waters of Lake Santee. That was pretty fucking disgusting. Yeah, I to always after that shit. <laughs> All right, Andy, you're up. I mean, what the fuck's I mean, Kate, what's what's Katie from Massachusetts have for us? Hope it's hey, something good. I hope it's All something right. good. I was gonna give you my spiel about your awesome email. I was gonna yeah, I, I was, was gonna, gonna lean in. except Luke got mad. Luke got mad because no one, no one jumped at the chance to talk about them not showering for a number of days. Yeah, I'm fucking so Andy's still trying to get women. Like, uh, we touch on that not later. Not hard, but he's we still touch trying. on that later. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, of course. But so, okay, so I, I will actually attack this as <laughs> loser. Comedic timing couldn't have been better. Anyway, so to answer the question. I'm not a person who I like, I can't stand going very long without showering. If I go 
like even like overnight without showering. If I wake up in the morning, <laughs> oh okay, you just wake up in the middle of fucking night and shower. <laughs> yeah, man. If I sleep through yes. the night without getting up and showering, <laughs> I have alarms set for one, three, and five a.m. <laughs> to get up and take a couple of showers during the night. I gotta be honest. No, I don't know that it would surprise me that much. <laughs> it is like it's a weird thing where I I'm like a, I'm obviously a very small guy. I'm usually cold like throughout the day. I don't, I'm not like a big, like, I don't sweat a lot during the day, but when I go to sleep, like I wake up and just feel super sweaty and gross a lot of the time. So I have to shower like right then. I can't imagine I've gone longer than like maybe, maybe two days over the past, I don't know, I want to say like 20 years in a row without showering. It's kind of obsessive for me, but. So that's not very gross, but I will offer up may, probably not the grossest thing I've ever done, but one of the the grosser things that I've done in recent times. I was in uh I was in Chicago. It's actually in Chicago for work, and I had left uh fairly early in the morning and was driving up and you know, it's a long trip from Cincinnati to Chicago. And of course, stopped a couple of times on the way there. And probably my last stop was maybe around like West Lafayette, Indiana, which is still a fair distance from Chicago. And as, as I got closer to it, I started having like I, got, I had to pee, basically. And I started to get really close to the city. And the place that I'm going is in downtown Chicago. It's a very difficult area to get to that time of morning, which for some reason I didn't foresee coming. So I get to a point where I'm like, uh, I can't stop. Like, I, I just got to get get to where I'm going and then pee, like, immediately as soon as I jump out of the car. And got very close. I was within probably, like, two miles, and traffic just completely shut down, <laughs> moving, like, inches and inches and inches at a time. So I'm just there, like, in the middle of traffic, completely surrounded by cars. Like, I got to do something. So I have, a like, a bottle in my car and <laughs> grab it. And try to like try to do the old like kind of sit up pee in the bottle, and I could not make it work. There were I'm in a tiny car below level of everybody. Like everybody could see directly <laughs> in my car. So, like, I I can't do this. I couldn't really figure out the logistics of it as well because I was in <laughs> traffic. So it wasn't like I was okay. Put it on cruise control and let's just get this thing done. So I I'm gonna be honest. I totally pissed myself and. <laughs> Like, not, not just a little. Like, it was a pretty substantial amount. So, luckily, luckily, and I thank God for this to this day, it's been probably, I think it's been about two years since this happened. But I, I thank God that the first thing I was doing was going to my hotel because I could pull pull in, switch pants really quick, so I wasn't just walking in with pee pants. And then <laughs> I walked in, and the first thing I could do was shower really quick and like oh, get out to where I was going to go. Uh, what a, I mean, it, it could have been so much worse. I'll, I'll just say that. <laughs> I did not see the story ending that way. I love how he, how he acted all shy, like he had nothing for this. Email. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I <laughs> and shower And now I can't lot. even follow it up. <laughs> it's not like I was thrilled to tell that story. <laughs> 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 this isn't my finest hour here.
Uh, it does remind me of a, a similar story. On the way to a bachelor party once, we decided to start drinking in the car. And uh, somebody that we all probably know, his name rhymes with Sandy Schmelmick, uh, drank too much and, <laughs> and couldn't make it there and decided to piss in a jug in the back seat. However, his story is slightly different than yours, Andy, is he actually pissed in the jug. <laughs> in the he found a way to make the jug work. <laughs> yeah. Well, he wasn't driving, I don't think. <sighs> yeah, that would have been much easier than... Now, to be fair, Andy, I actually I, I pitched you. I served you on a platter, Katie from Massachusetts, and you decided to still tell that story. So this one's on <laughs> That's you. True. It's how much I care about you, Luke. You were all all mad and ready to move on from that email because we weren't just brimming with stories to tell. I appreciate you. So I, I felt like I felt like you deserved that story after after all of that. Thank you. So speaking of, let's go ahead and move on to our email from Katie from Massachusetts. She says, scientists were able to record the first ever image of a black hole. Are you guys impressed? No. Okay, I guess the first question is, have you seen the image? I have. Uh, here, here's I have. a question for, for you or Katie. I feel like you should date Katie, but... Probably. <laughs> the black hole, or black holes in general are 7.22 billion times the mass of the sun, you know, which is a okay. glaring fucking thing in the world. And and this is the first time we've <laughs> ever been able to see one. Can somebody explain that to me? It's seven. It's like, okay, twice as big as the sun is absolutely enormous. This is 7.22 billion times the size of the sun. I, I don't know that that's exactly true i feel like you're probably the figure you're probably looking at is seven point whatever billion times as massive as the sun which would be like weight i don't know how much like larger in size they are compared to the so sun it's just fucking denser so they're just that heavy yeah <laughs> but i i so the 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 reason i think that you weren't able to record an image of a black hole is I think some of it has to do with probably distance, like Adam said, but the the point of them is they're so massive that they have so much gravity. They're, the force of gravity is so strong that even light doesn't escape from them. That's why they are a black hole because it just sucks everything, like including like light can't even escape it. Probably including the cam so I, the cameras who try to take pictures of the black hole. <laughs> the cameras like, right we in. constantly launch at them. <laughs> I mean, it sounds like this has to be impressive if it's the first time it's ever worked out. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, like just to like the normal person, I don't think it sounds that impressive. Yeah, not really. I think probably because they like the normal person probably has seen an artistic representation of a black hole. I think the significance of this and I didn't really read any article about it or anything like that. I'm just guessing. I think they were just like theorized before this. I don't think anyone was like totally certain. Like we hadn't proved that they actually existed yet. And then now it's like, Hey, we actually have an image of one. Okay. So I, I had one question that I wanted to ask on this. So we spend a lot of time, we spent a lot of time with this talking about something that we found in space, but we also have places on earth still that haven't been explored. Notably like the deepest parts of the ocean is where my mind wanders to. Should we be focusing on space over the ocean or should we stay closer to home and 
put all those NASA efforts towards like funding James Cameron's deep sea submarine. Uh, I recently, Luke's Movie News, have watched, and I haven't finished, but started watching The Meg, and uh, fuck yeah, I think we should go down to the deepest parts of the ocean, because in the movie, they actually go below what previously we thought was the deepest part of the ocean, and they find like a, I don't know, a 100,000 foot killer shark. So yeah, I I need a new reason to be afraid of the water. That's not something that should just stay there. Yeah, by that logic, fuck that. <laughs> I don't need a thousand foot shark. I I do think that under the ocean is, at least for me, a little more interesting than outer space. I would I would agree. Yeah, I I would strongly agree with that. As far as space goes, I don't really care about the rocks or the the black holes or anything. I just care about the aliens, and they already come <laughs> and visit us. So say, we don't really need to here. go looking. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, if you've seen the pictures of like the fish that they've found in the deep, these deep parts of the ocean. Like these are creatures from your nightmares. It, that's a very valid point. It, if they go to space, they're like, seriously, Oh, we, we uncovered this rock from Mars. And it's like, okay, I have one that looks just like that in my backyard. But if they go down to the deepest part of the ocean, they're like, uh, yeah, we uncovered basically everything that haunted you as a child. And here it is. And it also can kill you. <laughs> And as long as I'm just having to see pictures of it as opposed to actually encountering it, I think it's great. All right. That's it for emails this week. Reminder, if you do have an email, email us contact at opinionsanonymous.com. Hit us up on Facebook, Twitter, text us, email us, Skype us, whatever. Moving. Kyle's still waiting on his letter. <laughs> he is. Did you say Skype us? I don't know. Yeah, FaceTime me in the middle of the day <laughs> if you have. <laughs> if you have an email. All right, I don't know about anybody else, but this is my new favorite segment of the podcast. It is time for Other Luke's Joke of the Week. Yeah, back by popular demand. So a blind man walks into a bar without knowing it's a lesbian bar and says to the bartender, I have the world's best blonde joke. Do you want to hear it? The bartender says, hey, just so you know, I'm the world champion in wrestling. The girl next to you is the world champion in Taekwondo. And the girl over there is the world champion in kickboxing. And we're all blonde. Are you sure you still want to tell that joke? The guy replies, huh, no, thanks. I don't really feel like explaining the joke three times. <laughs> <laughs> that did not get the laughs it deserved. <laughs> all right, Adam, talk about some bathroom stuff for us. So I, I want to just touch on touch up on this a little bit because there's there's a certain bathroom etiquette you have to keep, especially when you work in a place with a public restroom, which I'm sure most of us do. So this happens at work where you go in. I'm a single dumper only. You don't go in there and double dump. Even if there's two stalls, not about that life. That's one of my biggest things. The issue is when you're in there sometimes and people come in to use the urinals. I work at a collection agency. The collectors. When they're in the bathroom, that's like their break time. The people who work there, they do like when they go to the bathroom, they use it as like a mini vacation away from the job that they don't really care for. Me, I'm trying to get in there, get it done, and get back to work because I'm not a collector. Model employee. <laughs> exactly. And my, my my boss might listen. <laughs> so anyway, I was just kind of curious, like what kind of bathroom etiquette do you guys like to keep? Like I said, I'm a firm no double dumping. 
this goes back to I think Rookie was the one that brought this up. Uh, he had an issue at work where who? <laughs> who? Um, a guy that used to be around. Uh, I, I had an issue where there were three urinals and somebody went to the stall and he thought that was weird. But I mean, it, if there's three urinals and somebody comes in and uses the middle urinal, like that's kind of weird too, because then you have to stand right next to him. I, I think there's bathroom etiquette that is unwritten, but maybe we need to write it down, it seems. Well, here's a question for you. Kind of to that rookie question, which we probably tackled back then. But if so, if you walk into the bathroom, there's two urinals, two stalls. One person's at a urinal, everything else is empty. Do you and you just have to pee? Do you go to the stall or do you pee in the urinal next to him? I go stall. Stall. Yeah, so I, I, that's how I would do. Like, <laughs> Actually, sword fight? <laughs> <laughs> I'd have to look it up, but I actually read a book when I was younger. It was titled The Alphabet of Manliness, and I'm pretty sure they had an equation in that book where if you entered the number of <laughs> men in the restroom and the number of, of urinals, it would tell you which urinal you were supposed to use. So I think that's a good, that's a good idea. But I wonder what it would do if one person in the restroom, two stalls, two, or I'm sorry, two urinals, two stalls, what, what would it say? Uh, does not in, compute. <laughs> in my opinion, in this scenario, if, you walk in, there's another person in there. All you have to do is pee. I don't care if there's not even another person in there. You just have to pee. I think peeing in any toilet at any time is okay because you're not going to be there for right. a really, you're right. not going to be taking it up for a really long time, you know, a couple seconds and then you're done and, and you're out of there. The guy shitting in the urinal is an issue because you have to go and, <laughs> yeah. uh, and take him forever. No, I'm not saying like, I, I have no issue with somebody who, you know, uses the urinal next to the guy. I just, that's just not me. Maybe I'm weird for this, but if, if the urinals are full and I go to the stall, I'll, I'll, I'll go to the smaller stall so that I'm not taking up the handicap stall and I'll yeah. leave like the door open so that people can see like, Hey, he's just peeing. He'll be out in a minute. Cause I don't want the people standing there doing the shit dance to think, Oh no, no stalls open. So I'll, I'll actually leave that door open as a courtesy. You don't want to look have them look around for a trash can. <laughs> that is that is very true. You don't want them knocking either. <laughs> oh no, that's why I go to the small one. Too many too many accidents can happen when you have more room. <laughs> you know, I know it's easy to make people mad, even over little things nowadays. So I usually just play in this scenario. I usually just play it safe and kind of you know, if someone's out the one urinal, I just go up and tap them on the shoulder and ask them <laughs> which toilet. Should be. They would prefer that I use. It's the most reasonable, I think. All right, let's let's keep it in the bathroom here for one more. Uh, what's the weirdest thing you've ever eaten or done in the bathtub? What? I saw this on the outline, and I have to ask: is is there some sort of story? There has behind, to be. I mean, eating in the bathtub. I've never eat. I've never eaten a single thing. In probably in the bathroom at all, let alone in the bathtub. Oh, I've eaten a sandwich while shitting before. (laughs) That's no big deal. That is also in my do not do in the bathroom etiquette. You'd make a sandwich and then the shit hits you. Like you're not going to just leave that sandwich. You're going to take it with you. What if if you had a plate? 
Well, he's not gonna shit on the plate just because he made a sandwich. <laughs> Shits go in bowls. <laughs> well, I mean, Luke, please tell me there's a story or at least a reason why you would have added this. You know, Luke probably fucking like a spaghetti dinner. <laughs> so. You guys know by now that my mind is always podcast first, and that's all I'm ever thinking about. And for some reason, this was in my notes, and I literally have no idea why. But <laughs> I obviously saw or heard something somewhere that that prompted this. I, I don't know. I don't have anything weird. I mean, do, do you guys do take you, baths? No, absolutely not. I think I've taken one in the past ten years. Yeah, yeah, me too. I will from time to time if I've like. Like if I've got like a like sore muscle or something like that, or like my knees swollen up or something, it, it doesn't happen a lot, but it can be nice sometimes. The bath soys his three a.m. alarm. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> well, no, it's the it's the one o'clock because I it just takes more time. I just got to have more time. <laughs> it takes so long. It's the one o'clock, and someone he just sleeps in there until the three o'clock shower. Occasionally, believe it or not, occasionally I'll I'll throw something on the uh, outline, hoping that somebody has a great story. And every single time I've ever done that, nobody does. It's weird. I, I've got two quick things on this. Was that the closest I've ever come to e- even anything close to this? Is like going to the movies, having like a soda that I'm leaving with, and then like putting that on the urinal while I pee right after the movie, and then leaving. Like I won't even take any sort of edible thing into a bathroom at any time, if I can help it. And then my second thought on this, I want to say the weirdest thing I've ever done in the bathtub is take a bath because it's just you sitting in your own gross water, your own filth water. Yes. It is horribly disgusting. uh, Let's move on to something we might have more thoughts on this past Monday. As we record, this was the, NCAA title game uh, between Virginia and Texas Tech went into overtime. Pretty crazy game. Hopefully, you guys all watched it, so we have something to talk about. Uh, I want to know where where does that game in particular rank for you guys among the best championship games of all time? And then just kind of do you, do you guys have any general thoughts on Virginia's run because it was pretty insane, if we're being honest. So, Andy, to your point um, that you hoped we watch, I did not watch. And let me tell you why. I never watch the national championship because it's slated to start at 9.20 p.m. and usually starts like a little bit later than that. It could be that I'm a parent of two tiny children who don't have a clue what uh, an adequate time in the morning is, but I don't watch. So why are we starting the NCAA championship at 9.20 p.m.? Is it because of people on the West Coast seriously that much? Like, what is California? Are we worried about California? There's a bunch of hipsters out there. No offense, Andy. But are they even watching the game? Why are we starting this at 9.20 p.m.? The national championship on a Monday night, the Monday after WrestleMania, might I add you, where I stayed up until you know 12.30 to watch the main event that carried on over eight hours of show. But why are we starting this at 9.20 when the Raw after WrestleMania is airing, and it's a Monday night? Great question. Sorry to get heated. I couldn't... No, no, I could not agree more. So, Luke, your point about the 
this being for California or for the West Coast, I feel like is a very good point. It definitely needs to be brought up because I don't think people on the West Coast care about college basketball. And in fact, I think in most places, people don't really care about college basketball, which is why it should be at like 730 Eastern, because that's when people in the Midwest, who I feel like actually care about college basketball because their teams are full of a bunch of like, let's, I'm just going to say it, four-year scrubs, basically, who are, by the time they're seniors, they, they might be okay. <laughs> and they can actually get attached to players. So, like, I, I would love to see the ratings for this thing between, like, the, you know, the eastern half of the Midwest or the, the eastern half of the Midwest. The eastern half of the United <laughs> States is what I mean versus, like, the West Coast. Because I feel like, I, I mean, if you're not, this isn't the Super Bowl. If you're not a fan of one of these two teams or at least, like, really invested in all of March Madness, I don't think there's a ton of people tuning in at 9:30 on a Monday to watch the college basketball national title game. So why not lean into your best uh, demographic? I could argue even the Super Bowl, but in this instance, okay. So you have you have Virginia and Texas Tech. So even if Texas, assuming Texas Tech is on uh an hour central time so yeah, they're they an are. hour ahead of us so okay so it's 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 8:20 for them i it's not like UCLA is in the title game or or anything like that so i i don't know i'm not saying they should change it for the demographics but i'm just saying if you start the game at 9:20 which doesn't even start at 9:20 i'm not going to watch you see i'm going to go back to your point of it being the raw after wrestlemania i don't know that mm-hmm. i have watched an NCAA title game since butler was in it the Monday night after WrestleMania is always when you get big surprises and all that. Maybe not this year so much, but that is always going to take priority. I can watch the highlights of who won the next day because obviously Purdue's not making it there. Sure. If they did, I'd probably watch it. But to your question of Virginia's run, I watch everything up to the title game as much as I can. And I mean, that... That region that they came out of, you had, you know, Purdue and Tennessee going to overtime, then Purdue and Virginia. And then, I mean, the path that that they kind of took and who they beat and how those games all went, I think, was definitely one of the major storylines of the tournament. It was great to watch as a fan all of those games. Yeah, I would say it's one of the most unbelievable not necessarily unbelievable because of course virginia was an amazing team all year long but one of the most exciting and just a good like a a very exciting run and a great story because of course you have virginia coming from losing to a 16 seed the year before with more or less the same players this year all the guys who had been through that going on a on an insane run catching a million breaks and finding a way to win a bunch of games in a row And then you also had Texas Tech, who had kind of come out of nowhere over the past couple of years, never been to a Final Four, I believe, prior to this, certainly never won a national title, and a a team with, they're built around defense, and their star player is a guy literally from Lubbock, Texas, a hometown kid. It was it was kind of a a great game for like like either team that would have won. It's it's a really good story. And then the fact that you had what was, I guess I'll have to tell you guys, it was an incredibly well-played game. Not a lot of, it wasn't sloppy. The 
the pace was very slow because of how the two styles of play, but it was both teams played, I thought very well on both offense and defense. It was a clean, it was pretty clean game and, you know, down to the wire goes to overtime. You know, Virginia ends up winning by eight in overtime, but it was an incredibly close game and back and forth really the whole, the whole second half. It was, I mean, it's got to be very high up on the list of the best championship games of all time based on, you know, based on the actual game itself and just the storyline. It's kind of like a really good WrestleMania main event. You know, you need the great match, but you also need a great storyline behind it. Yeah, two two things, Andy. One, if you think about the Final Four, Auburn was in there as well after losing yes. their best player. So the Final Four was kind of crazy this year. Uh, and then two, there were a Maybe it was just because I was watching Purdue, even though I'm not personally a Purdue fan, but I was watching Purdue and then Virginia. The the amount of overtime games in the from the Sweet 16 on, even I mean, there was an overtime game every round. It seemed like minus the Final Four, it was crazy. The the amount of good games, which I think is great for basketball, great for the tournament. But uh, to your point, the the run was crazy. Uh, and I think I'm thinking one game prior, but think about it from the start. Virginia was down double digits in the That's first right. round to a 16 seed again. Again, yeah. I was watching and I was like, if Virginia's going to do it two years in a row, they're going to lose to a 16 seed two years in a row. And it was crazy. And then they marched on and then they fought on and they somehow pulled out a game against Purdue. And the best moment as a, you know, obviously non fan of either team was. At the start of overtime, when Carson Edwards is like, man, are you fucking kidding me? Like, you really <laughs> pulled that shit as they walk back on the court. And the guy, you know, walks yeah. by in respect and, like, punches him in the arm. Like, a really cool moment, which obviously we see a lot of here in Indiana. But, yeah, crazy run. And I think exciting run. Happy for Virginia. They they probably deserved it after being infam- infamously the one seed to lose to a 16 the year before. So, good for them. Exciting tournament this year, though, I, I think overall. Yeah, and I, you know, I hate to bring it up. This is a a point that that I've been talking about for a long time now. But do you think there's any coincidence behind the fact that there were like all the the ones and twos and three seeds advanced only two teams that weren't a four also advanced to the Sweet 16? Your Sweet 16 was basically like 112 and then a bunch of good teams. There weren't any real Cinderella teams. There weren't any teams that you look at and say that team doesn't belong in the Sweet 16. Does that correlate to a better tournament? I I think probably. I actually saw something that was like 14 out of the 16 teams that had NET's uh, top 16 rankings made the Sweet 16. I was like... Mm -hmm. Uh, 14 of the 16 teams in the Sweet 16 were the number one through number 14 seeds in the tournament. Like, <laughs> yeah. that's, that's not that impressive. But yeah, I think I think for this year as the first year probably ever, at least in our memory, maybe crowned the truly best team. I mean, some people would argue, hey, Duke's the best team. Hey, North Carolina's the best team. But it was literally if you started from 16 and said, hey, these are the 16 best teams. Tough to argue. I mean, what would you argue? The last the last two in, and that's Auburn, who made the Final Four, and Oregon, who was hot at the time. So, yeah, I think that that's probably why we had some better games, because you didn't end up with a 1 versus a 13 or anything crazy like that. It was literally a 1 versus a 4 seed for almost all of them, and, you know, you play it out. 
And I would say that in the championship game, you had a team that could very well from the the first game of the season have been called the best team in the country in Virginia. And then on the other side, you had Texas Tech who for, you know, the past, I think it was after they're a great defensive team all year long, but I think after like January or February, something like that, maybe it was even back in December, their offense was rated like in the top five uh, efficiency wise. So there are two teams who are you're like, regardless of whatever Texas Tech seed was, yeah, there are four, but you can't deny that they were playing like potentially the best team in the country the entire second half of the season. So yeah, no arguments as, as far as, well, this team won the tournament, but they weren't the best team this year. I, I, I just don't think you can have that. Okay, uh, moving on, a couple of other things really quick that I wanted to mention. I know we're running way long here, so we don't have to stick on these for too long. Um, this week, the actually just a couple of days ago, maybe yesterday as we record this, the trailer for the live-action Lion King movie was released. Uh, do we have any thoughts on that? This is a good time for a, a little double dip into Luke's movie news. I actually do have a, th- a thought on this. I wrote my notes out for the episode this week, and I was like, fuck, maybe I am just a grumpy old guy. Uh, here are my <laughs> thoughts on the live-action Lion King, which I will watch. I will preface by that. But I watched the trailer, and it's the exact same movie as the animated version. And I I don't know. Is this an issue? Like, this is Disney just saying, eh, fuck it. You guys are dumb. Like, we can say, hey, we're remaking the Lion King as real characters, and everybody out there is going to go and watch it and we're going to make millions of dollars. And it's true, but literally, and of course the trailer's two and a half minutes long, but every scene is piece by piece, the animated version, but just real. So, I mean, millions of people are going to pay money to go watch a movie. They've already seen, they already know how it starts. They already know how it ends. They already know what the issues are. And just because Disney is remaking it as a live action, and we could say this about all of them, sure, but is this an issue? Is this Disney just saying, eh, we can't think of anything new or original, so we're just going to remake the classics and everybody's still going to pay for them? Is it an issue? It's my question. Yes and no. I I, I guess it's an issue. I mean, we issue from the standpoint of. Yeah, like you said, they uh, just aren't putting out new material. But from the standpoint of, look, if you take The Lion King and Aladdin and even Beauty and the Beast and repackage them in various forms of animation, CGI, and or live action, if you just release those about every 20 years, I'm going to go watch them every time, even if it's literally shot for like they they will change certain things. So it's not a just shot for shot. They they make Maybe. their changes where they need to. If you just did a shot for shot remake, I would go watch The Lion King again just because okay. I, I, I don't know. It, even if I knew that going in, I would just watch it to see, you know, new actors in these roles and, and just how good it is because it's a movie I love. So jung- the Jungle Book and Mowgli came out 18 months apart. Like, is that an mm-hmm. issue? Well, that's an issue because I don't really care about the Jungle <laughs> Book. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, I, I kind of agree. I mean, I'm going to go watch it because it's The Lion King. So I feel like that's more of a shame on me kind of thing. 
If the consumers <laughs> weren't paying for it, they wouldn't do it. Uh, yeah, no, totally agree. And they're certainly not they're certainly not tricking us by being like a whole new Lion <laughs> King movie. It literally is just like, hey, here's a trailer. Here's a bunch of scenes that you've seen before. Come watch this again. And we're like, yeah, okay. I give it a shot. Yeah, exactly. I, I will give a quick shout out. I, I'm hoping there's going to be a blog up, but a quick shout out. My movie tastes lately have been spot on. So Netflix hmm. really stepping its game up. So when Netflix came out, it was like, hey, we hired Adam Sandler to do original Netflix movies. And they were all garbage. Adam made me watch some of them with the old podcast. But <laughs> the the three latest Netflix mo- films that I have watched is Bird Box, The Highwaymen, and Triple Frontier. So the Bird Box, obviously, Sandra Bullock, The Highwaymen, Kevin Costner, Triple Frontier, Ben Affleck. So they're getting big name actors and actresses, and all three were phenomenal. And I've watched a couple of other films that have been really pretty good lately. So I'm I'm interested to see that. Yeah, yeah. it is. There there are a million Netflix originals coming out all right now. So I, I'd like to see what their percentage is. But hey, if they make four shitty movies for every one really good movie, it's worth it to me because. Yeah, Okay, one more quick news item before we get into our top three. This was kind of a late addition to the outline, so but sorry about that, but I did want to fit it in. Chris Davis of the Baltimore Orioles, he as of today, I believe, he is now hitless in 61 straight plate appearances, (laughs) dating back to September of last year. Uh, He is 0 for 53 over those plate appearances, so looks like a nice eight walks or hit by pitches. He's been on base eight times during that or, or at least sacrificed, I guess. But I I don't know. I I don't really have a question about this other than (laughs) I I just want to marvel at someone who like Chris Davis is a, I mean, he's maybe been an all-star. He's been very good for the Orioles in the past, hit a lot of home runs. Oh, for 53 is atrocious i mean could i any of us go out there and and get one hit in 61 chances no uh, i, <laughs> I was yes just, true correct answer but, okay go ahead i was just excited that chris davis and i now have something in common from my peewee days that we both started the season over 53 and chris just you know my peewee season ended okay so i think i got a i got a trophy a ribbon maybe and i you, you'll be fine maybe you'll get a ring out of it I, I actually, to go along with that, I now have something in common with Chris Davis, too. Uh, he's <laughs> 0 for 53 dating back to last September. I am 0 for 53 in dating. <laughs> Since last September. Since, well, it's been, <laughs> yeah, it's last September, of course. But, but if uh, we want to be fair and give him a little credit, those pitchers are probably still thinking, oh, shit, it's Chris Davis at the plate. Like, it's not like he suddenly became bad overnight. And to be fair, if we're if we're going to be fair, the the girls are are still thinking, oh shit, it, it, it's Andy. Yeah, exactly. But my hitless streak has no effect on them. <laughs> Whereas I think Chris Davis probably has the opposite problem, where now this streak is legendary. I think it's it's record breaking for a full time position player. At this point, every pitcher going out there against him has to be like, not getting that hit off me. So they're just bringing their best stuff, you know? All right. We're going to jump quickly into our top three. And this week, we are going to discuss our top three cookies. 
top three cookies, a great category choice. I, I would like to say, whoever chose this, just want to point that out. Uh, in all seriousness, because there's, I, I feel like this isn't one where we're going to have a lot of the same answers necessarily. I, th I think there's a lot of choice out there. So um, hopefully we get some good stuff. I, I'll lead off with mine. Uh, my number three, I'm going with Girl Scout cookie Thin Mints. Okay. I, I, I don't know if they used to be in my top three, but over the past couple of years, Dunkin' Donuts has had a Thin Mints flavor that you can add to their coffees like during the spring. This was, I think, last month for them. And I am in love with that flavor now. And so now I'm like always craving Thin Mints because of it. Uh, number two is for me, I, I don't know if there's a, an actual name for this specific cookie. I know a lot of people make it. I don't know if there's a specific name for it, but it's the peanut butter cookie that you basically like while it, before it's melted, you shove a Hershey's Kiss or like a mm. miniature Reese's cup at the top of it. Yeah. I don't know what the official name of those is, but those things are amazing. If you, if you get them like when they're fresh and still hot in the, the Hershey Kiss or the Reese's like Cup is a little melted. melty. Uh, oh, oh, can't beat that. Uh, and <laughs> my my number one is just a really well done, like homemade snickerdoodle. I love snickerdoodle, cinnamon sugar. So good. That's my favorite going away. Definitely, definitely good choices. Uh, I did have mm -hmm. snickerdoodle as my number three. Um, nice. But I'll go ahead and change that here since you used it. Um going to preface this by saying all of these are cookies made by my wife. Please don't call in, Lindsay. Uh, I promise I'm sucking up this time. Sheesh. We should um, have guessed. So number three, I will replace the snickerdoodle with just a peanut butter cookie. Ugh. Plain, simple, delicious. Uh, number two. Luke.0. <laughs> It seemed like you had something to say about that. Yeah, it was my number one, and I'm I'm kind of like other Luke, and I don't like repeating. A peanut butter cookie is the greatest thing in the world. So my number one, keep going. I'll try to find a, a replacement. Give me a good honorable mention. Uh, I can start we, over and no, replace it. No, no, no. A peanut butter cookie should be on there. A peanut butter cookies Be are, true to your heart. Uh, and the homemade ones where you take the fork and you put it in both ways and you sprinkle it with sugar. Oh. Yeah. Okay, so now that I've ruined Luke's list, number two, <laughs> uh, had them for the first time this year, pumpkin cookies. Oh. So I, I don't know how you make them, obviously, using pumpkin, but they're just so soft and warm. And I... I just just imagine eating like pumpkin pie, except it's a cookie. Yeah, I've never had those. I was it, I, I think I would highly suggest from the sound of it, uh covering them in in uh ready whip, though. <laughs> uh, I some shot. people some people do make them with like some icing on top. Okay, so my number one cookie, there may be some questions on whether this is an actual cookie or not, but growing up it was always at the family gatherings and I only knew it as dad's favorite cookie. Didn't know what they were called. So every time I wanted them, I'd say, I want dad's favorite cookie. And turns out they're called Haystacks. Ooh. Uh, not sure if you guys have ever had these before. Yeah. They're I don't think butterscotch, I have. Butterscotch, peanut butter, chow mein noodles, and miniature yep. marshmallows. 
Yeah. Whoa. Okay. You yeah. had me for a little while. No. And hey, then all of a sudden it became a Chinese food order. No, no, no. <laughs> this is this is legit. I, I'm with you. Though. Like these are unique and actually very tasty. So the chai mein noodles are are really the texture it gives, and then you mix in some marshmallow with the butterscotch. Oh, is Andy? If you've really never had these, you should seek one out. I'm looking at at photos on Google right now, and you're interested. I, I've got thoughts, <laughs> Luke. I want to hear your top three before I get into my thoughts, though. <laughs> All right. So, so everybody should know again that peanut butter cookies, homemade, are the greatest things in the world. But my top three, number three, you guys know what famous Amos cookies are, right? Yes, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they're obviously delicious. However, there's a like M and M version. Yeah, those number three. I'm slating them in there with mini M and Ms in there. Delicious cookie. Mm-hmm. Uh, number two, I'm going to go with peanut butter no-bake cookies. Fantastic choice. Again, peanut butter, obviously the greatest ever, but no-bake cookies, a good thing. And number one, uh, I'm going to go with the raspberry cheesecake cookie from Subway. Phenomenal. Oh, man, you just made me think of the white chip macadamia yeah, nut all, cookie from also Subway, good. which I'm a big also fan good. of. Yeah, also good. Or just the peanut butter cookie from Subway. I think Subway just has delicious cookies. Oh, yeah. They do, they do a good job. Maybe we should. Okay, is so, there a bad cookie out there? Uh, well, so this brings me to the point I wanted to make. <laughs> Luke, you mentioned the peanut butter no-bake cookies. Other Luke, you mentioned your haystack cookies, which when I looked up, I came up. The, the main result was haystack no-bake cookies. Now, as an honorable mention for me, I'm going to make them a dishonorable mention. No baked cookies have no place being called a cookie. Now, granted, my my main experience with no baked cookies is the like oatmeal, chocolate kind of crumbly one. I've always hated the consistency. I I just I have a problem with them because. Why do no bake cookies when you could just bake a good cookie and be done with it? However, your idea of a peanut butter no bake cookie and idea of this crazy one with with noodles in it instead of oats has me slightly intrigued. So I'm willing to I'm willing to go leniently on you guys for including those in your top three because I haven't tried them and they seem like they could be vast improvements on the shitty chocolate oats <laughs> no bake cookie. This week, Andy, I threw butter and marshmallow in a pan on the stove. I mixed it together. The marshmallow melted. I added peanut butter and Cheerios and threw it in a pan to make like Cheerio peanut butter marshmallow bars. Like, mm-hmm. are you out yeah. on that? Uh, No. Why would I be out on that? I don't know. I just didn't know if it was just like the untraditional no-bake oh, type of cookie you're out on. No, 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 no. It, it, the fact that I'm out on no-bake cookies rests solely on the fact that basically the only ones I've ever had are those oatmeal ones that I hate. I didn't realize okay, that okay. there were other versions okay. of that cookie. So now that I know sure. that, I'm willing to at least try them before telling you I hate them. I will give you that courtesy. Thank I will. I won't promise that I like them, but I, I would at least try them before condemning them. I kind of prefer you don't like them because then I could eat more of them. I mean, I wish you guys didn't like snickerdoodles and whatever those 
peanut butter cookies with the piece of candy jammed into them are. That's I feel like we all know that feeling. For our opinions and on this party, obviously I'm going to get rid of the appetizers and just have cookies. So can't wait for that. All right. Well, I think it's, that was a good top three. I like that top three. That was a lot of fun. Um, but I think with that, it's time to move into our opinion of the week. And I don't, I don't know if any of you guys have a specific opinion. Um, I did want to just lead off the topic with, I kind of want to go over some quick WrestleMania thoughts before we we jump out of here. It might lead into a natural opinion of the week. It might not. Um, but I, I want to know your guys' thoughts on the show overall, what, maybe what your favorite match was. We don't have to get too in-depth into it right now, but just something quick. Well, if you're wanting kind of a high-level look at it, uh, my opinion is just going to be that it it was what it needed to be. Uh a little while back, you know, Vince and all of them came out and said, we're going to start listening to the fans and doing what you guys, you know, want. And so here at WrestleMania, you had Kofi winning the title. You had Brock losing his title. And then you have Becky holding both women's titles. Maybe not speaking for everyone, but a vast majority of the WWE universe. Those are things that they wanted. Uh, maybe not, you know, groundbreaking things, although the women's main event was, you know, history and always will be. But I mean, it was things that needed to happen. And now it's almost a fresh slate moving forward. I'm much more excited to see how they use that to work towards next WrestleMania, as opposed to this WrestleMania really being a wow type of event. Okay. I think that's fair. I think it... You know, as far as the show goes, I actually thought it was a little better than it has been in the past few years, but it was adequate, right? I, I agree. Brock is no longer the champ. That's great. Kofi is the champ. That's great. Uh, there were some great things that happened. There were some questionable things that happened. The show ran long, as we mentioned. Uh, the the finish of the main event, which is the historic all-women's main event of WrestleMania, was a little questionable and still questionable. There's still news coming out. The referee has now been fined for counting the pin while Ronda's shoulders weren't down. Yeah. It, it, all that's a little questionable, but I think what I disliked about it is it was what, eight hours long. Uh, a lot of the talents being thrown into these battle royals that mean nothing because they're on at five o'clock. I, I just like a lot of that just because it takes away from what it is. I think WrestleMania should be the best ten ma- nine or ten matches of the year. You put your best nine or ten matches out there. You don't have to make every one of them a fatal four-way. You don't have to make these battle royals. I think instead of being a show that you try to get every competitor on, you try to put your best show out there. I, I, they should be doing that every week, and I still feel like they underutilize talent. Uh, Biggie and Xavier Woods should probably have been on the card. Kevin Owens should probably have been on the card and done something substantial. Braun Strowman, yeah, he won the ro- the Battle Royal. That's great. But I, they underutilize so many people that uh, Luke, other Luke, I think you said it earlier. They, they have way too many people. I, they're, they have so much talent that they don't know what to do with it. So they just waste people away. And then everybody's all shocked when these people want their release so they can go work in the indies where they're the biggest star on the show because they're super talented and being underutilized. I would have one counterpoint to that, uh, and that would be to Braun Strowman being underutilized. And now, listen to me here. Give me a second. 
you have your your main title matches and then you have the you know the big star attraction like batista coming back <laughs> outside of that you're not gonna get much mainstream so the fact that braun was chosen to kind of go up against these saturday night live people like yeah saturday night live isn't what it used to be but compared to everyone else not in one of those four you know top matches he got the best deal out of everyone so i mean it it may not be where he should be but i'm not gonna sit here and worry about him i'd be more worried about somebody like kurt angle having his retirement match be losing to baron corbin yeah yeah i i get that i guess my point was it should have been seth rollins and braun Strowman and like a a barn burner the triple h bautista match should never have existed and kurt angle should have fought somebody not named Baron Corbin dressed as a waiter and in his retirement match. Clearly he should have fought Cena to kind of bring the yeah. whole thing full circle, but well, can't get everything you want. That said, if he had fought Cena, would that have deprived us of the, the doctor of thugonomics <laughs> really coming back in a big way, which maybe was my highlight of the, highlight of the night we were we we had been texting throughout and i i i think that's when our our text message change just kind of blew up because <laughs> i don't think anything <laughs> Kyle and i especially are very big cena marks so it, it was a great moment for us and after that i was just i was spent to be honest i'm not a big cena fan i was always an edge guy so i hated cena mm -hmm. but I absolutely marked out yeah. for that. It was fantastic. The second funniest moment of the night, number one, was the Rusev and Lana Snickers commercial that they showed. I still love <laughs> watching that. Oh, goodness. But yeah, so Luke, to your point about about like Braun Strowman, uh, say, uh, other Luke, I guess I should say, to your point about Braun Strowman, I, I think you're right in that if you look on, I don't know, any like major news outlet, you know, other than like a regular, like a wrestling or, or a, a blog that has something that has some like vested interest in it. Uh, your, maybe your USA Today.com might have something on the fact that Braun Strowman beat Colin Jost and Michael Shea in a, a battle royale match, where as if it was like Braun Strowman versus like Kevin Owens for some reason, it wouldn't, it wouldn't even like put a blip on their radar. So, that is a nice bit of exposure for him. I think you're right in that regard. The point about talent being buried or or pushed into these battle royals and you know pre-show matches and stuff like that it's it's just too true and I feel like it's it's both not fair to the the up and coming talent from a standpoint of there being you know, just not really given a moment at WrestleMania, but it's also, it kind of devalues, in my opinion, the, the meaning of being on a WrestleMania match. Like if you, you know, some of these NXT people have been in multiple WrestleMania matches now without being called up to the main roster because they're just in the Andre battle Royale or the, the women's battle Royale a couple years in a row. Like that shouldn't well, be really your first wrestle. Your first WrestleMania moment should be something meaningful, not just like I'm going to go job out to someone in a in a battle royal that no one's going to remember in a year anyway. 
Well, they they did an analysis and of the people who did not have a match or a participation at WrestleMania, and it's like eight people, and it's like the authors of pain, <laughs> where one of one of them is hurt, right? right? I mean, the the notable people are were Bray Wyatt, uh, Sami Zayn, and Kevin Owens, which obviously of have all are all coming off injuries, but. Uh, and I mean, saving them the, for the Raw after WrestleMania, not a bad idea to be. Yeah, yeah, agreed. It, also on the list was Mojo Rawley, who mm-hmm. who now breaks mirrors. We we didn't know he was still there, but <laughs> but I I mean they they make it a point to get everybody on WrestleMania just because hey it's WrestleMania here's your WrestleMania paycheck we appreciate you I mean there's better ways to do it in my opinion. Yeah, and speaking of like throwing everybody in the battle royal, like. I get it for the people like, you know, Naomi, who is extremely talented, just hasn't been, you know, in that main storyline. But kind of your point of the NXT superstars, Candice LeRae, extremely talented. If you're going to throw her in there, why not have her last until the last four or five and actually show something? Instead, I think she was in there like 30 seconds. What does that do for anyone? Yeah, hard to hard to really understand what they have in their mind uh, for that. At the same time, you had, like like you guys said, WrestleMania lasted like eight hours. You had time in there for a 20-minute Triple H versus Batista match that does not matter. You had time for Samoa Joe to choke out Rey Mysterio in a matter of seconds, which did not need to happen. Like you said, it, there's just probably about five matches too many on here that you didn't even need to have happen, and... To be honest, this may be my opinion of the week. It completely killed any momentum that the main event should have had. That between Kofi at 9.30 winning the the SmackDown Championship and that the next meaningful match being the women's title match, there's like three hours. The, the crowd was dead. I was yeah. barely interested at the time. And the match wasn't to have brought it back to be like considered one of the greatest matches of all time. That match would have had to have been just like spot after spot, tons of big moves, tons of excitement. It wasn't that it was a fine match with a slightly botched finish. So maybe who knows what should have happened, but like you had to, they would have had to have performed a miracle in that match to get people back into it. And just no one really could. So you kind of bury your, your main event by adding too much crap in between the big moments. Absolutely agree. The, the Batista and triple H match exhausted me. I did not care one bit. And I, the main event, what I saw was great, but I'll be honest, I fell asleep four times and then like woke back up and I was like, Oh, what just happened? Like I, I was that exhausted from sitting through all of it, that the main event, the thing they've been working so hard to build up, I, I couldn't even make it through. Yeah, and you had your other biggest matches as Seth Rollins versus Brock Lesnar, the first match of the actual show, and then Kofi versus Daniel Bryan, what, four, three, four matches later, whatever it was? Like, those in such close proximity, good matches, both of them, and, you know, very meaningful, very exciting finishes. And you just, you, they just backed themselves into a corner and, it's amazing that they didn't see that coming as much as people com- have complained recently about like the length of SummerSlam or the whatever, the greatest Royal Rumble being in- immensely long. 
like hopefully this kind of points them in the right direction going forward. Quick question. Do you guys like the idea that's kind of floated around of separating WrestleMania into two nights? I I mean, I don't think so. I, I like Luke, your point about it being, Hey, this should be the 10 best matches because I think you can do that. You can fit it into four hours and have it, have it feel like, how WrestleMania has always felt. I think if you divide it up, you're gonna, one of those nights is going to is just going to end up being worse, and one of those nights will be an undercard. Yeah, I think that's the best idea to have it four hours. But if they want to make it this eight hour spectacle, do it two nights and and just be go. done with it. I but yeah. but at the same time, I don't know. What, then what do you watch? Right? You watch NXT for four hours on Friday, WrestleMania part one, four hours on Saturday, WrestleMania part two, four hours on Sunday. It, it is just too much. They just try too much. And I think it's because they have such a huge roster. I, I think they need to tone it down a little. I, I don't know. It's tough to say. They want to be the best and they're obviously very good at what they do. But I think if, if us, if us three were in charge, it it would be better, right? It would of course be better. I feel like NXT takeovers already like, part one of WrestleMania. Yeah. And if they could just copy that, you know, that kind of model of here are our best guys there in these best matches, guys and girls, I apologize. You know, NXT takeover was amazing. Right. As always. Agreed. Agreed. And it was what, three hours? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I understand they have, they have a lot less, you know, dates and stuff. They have more time to prepare for these matches and make them amazing. I get that. But like, for this one show of the year, why couldn't the main roster do that? Mm-hmm. Man, I, I still personally think that War Raiders, Aleister Black, Ricochet match might have been the best match in the entire weekend. I, I mean, some people said hey, it was the third best match on Takeover. That was, in, they're incredible. I thought that was an incredible opening to the entire weekend. I loved it. That's the thing is that it was the first match. It's the first thing you saw. If that was on at the end of the card, you may have been, oh, I've seen some amazing matches already. No big deal. But the fact that they come out of the gate and they pretty much flip everybody off and say, fuck you, follow that. Seriously. Like, yeah. <laughs> it was uh, it was yeah. spectacular. Really? That that could be said for the whole of NXT TakeOver, though. I mean, uh, you end with Gargano uh, yeah. versus... Um, Adam, Adam Cole, Cole baby. Flop, flop of the week there. Flop of the week. <laughs> yeah, you you end with that. You had uh, the Matt Riddle versus Velveteen Dream match in the middle, which was phenomenal. Uh, it was the whole show. It was it was just great. And you have maybe, to be honest, maybe two of the top three matches between that first one and the, the Gargano-Cole match of the entire weekend out of the gate on Friday night. And it's kind of like a fucking follow that WrestleMania. Yeah. Totally agree. And it should be. I mean, those guys yeah. deserve it more than anybody. Very good, Andy. Very good opinion of the week. Yeah, yeah. We got a lot of run out of that. And good stuff. On that note, all right. I'll say thanks for listening, everyone, to this week's episode of Opinions Anonymous. Please don't forget to subscribe, rate, review. Uh, five stars, of course. Rate us five stars. Leave a five review stars, on, five stars. on five stars on iTunes, on Google Play. Uh, whatever your your option of choice is there. Uh, follow us on our, our social media, Twitter, Instagram, at Opinions and on Pod, and follow our Facebook page. Leave a like, leave a comment. Tell us what you want to hear on the podcast. Uh, we look forward to it. And, of course, check out the website, opinionsanonymous.com. Always a ton of good material up there. So for Luke and other Luke and 
the dearly departed Adam. I've been Andy. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll see you next week. And I'm also glad that you clarified, Luke, because I was convinced this read the guy had 250 pigs on his lap, not a 250-pound <laughs> pig. To be fair, I saw that it was a guy from Florida and just assumed that it actually was 250 pigs and didn't really, I didn't really question it. I just kind of figured that was a natural thing down there. <laughs> just wondered who birth, whose birthday they searched. <laughs> <laughs> Oops. Sorry. What? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> now, I know we, we were a little delayed starting this podcast. I don't. I hate to ask, but are you literally in the bathroom right now? Or I'm good. I'm good. good. He's got the screaming shit. That's why he was late. <laughs> Wrestling, getting say, some guys in their, their tights and rolling around on a mat. Be a good time. I mean, that's maybe more something like something we wish we never would have stopped doing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I think I think three of us can say that for sure. Yeah. It wouldn't make what it much past uh, high school uh, the, there. Uh, the fourth one's me. I haven't stopped. I've got a match uh, tomorrow. <laughs> oh, yeah, of course. <laughs> That's why, that's why I was like, <laughs> go ahead, Luke, say whatever random ass thing you want to learn. No, this isn't, this isn't necessarily a second language, but if I could learn something, I would love to learn sign language. If that counts. Oh yeah. Well, that counts. That, I think that counts a good for sure. that, Yeah. I think that's a good one. Are you, are you using it right now? Oh yeah, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> All right. It's no wonder we have two listeners. These people are like, "What the fuck do they do, man?" I also, I always feel bad when there's like we've got like a couple of emails, and I'm like, "Oh man, I don't have a ton of material for these." And then there's if there's not like a ton of stuff for the next segment, I feel bad. And then look down and we're at like the third email, and we're a half hour in. <laughs> Uh, the, uh, the, to be the fair, like email. twenty minutes of this is getting cut. The, it's it's what? <laughs> what did you say? Denser. Oh, denser. Okay. I, yeah. Sorry, could make fun a, of me for that one. No. Take a fucking chemistry class, Luke. <laughs> <laughs> I I was going to yeah. say sometimes uh, black hole is something comparable to uh female anatomy and i i've never seen that i think that's that that doesn't exist either <laughs> how's how's life luke pretty good yeah i'm, st- I'm there, struggling buddy. i'm struggling a little <laughs> you reading the don't jump book yeah. <laughs> luke's like man how do i get sucked into a black hole i just <laughs> Can they just How launch me at it? I don't care if it weighs 7.2 billion pounds. I'm in. Yeah. <laughs> it's more to love. <laughs> yeah. I I think we should stay closer to home and try to find out if they... I, I just told a joke, but my arm hit the mute button, and I thought you guys didn't laugh. <laughs> and I was like, "Are you guys to be like, serious?" I thought you. I thought we lost like, you. Uh, 
Yeah, I thought God, I was so I pissed off. Disconnected there because it was so silent. God. I thought we lost you again. Yeah, well, the joke I, would not be funny now, so I'm not gonna tell it. It probably wasn't funny the first time. It was. I really was got- about to hit my my sound effect for flopping. I was. I thought there was no way nobody chuckled. But I was. Um, it would have been really funny if it had just gone silent for like. 10 seconds and then we heard the (laughs) (laughs) that would have been great well far be it from me to judge someone for you know the gender they may identify with I don't think that's the case (laughs) I mean her dick was bigger than mine (laughs) well I mean setting the bar fairly low hey 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 I'm just joshing. I'm sure you have a great day. (laughs) I've got two quick things on this. I think I want to say the closest I've ever come to eating something. So you guys bastardized the question. You fucking hate all over it. And then Andy's like, oh, well, I guess I do have a couple things. It's just like the fucking email. Every time you guys, no, 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 no. This isn't going to be some story about how I. <laughs> Would you piss in the bathtub while you're in there? <laughs> Taking a bath or something. Things super echoey. Right now. Yes. How about now? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Just you, me and Andy are good. <laughs> yeah, I everybody sounds fine to me, I think. Oh no, it's it's awful. That's 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 weird, 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 weird. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't know if other Luke got that because it probably sounded horrible, but that was a that was a great joke for you, Luke. <laughs> that was good. <laughs> hey other Luke. Hello. Hi. I just always come in on the most random shit. Yeah, we're just talking about kidnapping. Don't worry, it's fine. You guys ever just find a random bruise on your ass? (laughs) It was a perfect circle. I still don't know what it was from. (laughs) It's still alive. Other one comes in and we're talking about weird shit. I come in and everybody's quiet. Yeah, Uh, we were just talking about weird shit. Don't worry. Am I the weird one? Well, you left, so we took the opportunity to talk about video games, Skyrim. Mm-hmm. You know, we heard you coming back, so we stopped. <laughs> like, uh, Luke, Luke's not interested. You're the odd one out, but that doesn't make you the odd one. Right. All right. <laughs> we were talking about how great it was to not have kids, and we just yeah. didn't. We <laughs> thought it would be in bad taste. Yeah, no, I get it. <laughs> Uh, as I just went upstairs to re-tuck my two-year-old in because his horse fell out of bed. So. Oh, <laughs> I get it. Yeah, that sucks. <laughs> I would have judged you if you didn't leave us for that. Right. <laughs> Was the horse okay? Yeah, I think so. Okay, good. Uh, now, is this like a... I, I just want to want to clear this up. Is this like a stuffed animal horse or you just have like a... <laughs> <laughs> it's a miniature horse, right? It's not a, a pony. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, changing your kids' diapers sucks, but cleaning up horse shit every fucking day, man. Just gets old. I feel like a miniature pony is smaller than my dogs, so <laughs> I kind of know the feeling.
Did you and Lindsay ever get suspicious of each other if one of you is the one who shit in the yard? It's just that big or There's actually no question. Like, they've got me beat. Like, I walk inside in shame. Like, I can get that's, uh, Luke, that sounds a lot like the excuse your wife gives you when you ask about sex. You know, I would come, but I want to go shop. I have a feeling that was directed towards me, not you. Yeah, he didn't say other Luke. He said Luke. <laughs> yes, that was very specifically. <laughs> that implies that I still ask. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, is it possible to have like an NC-17 rating on a podcast? We're <laughs> awfully close to it tonight. <laughs> we we recorded for 90 minutes. We have a 13-minute episode. Sorry, we had to cut a bunch <laughs> off. <laughs> the outtakes of this episode are going to be incredible. <laughs> uh, other Luke, you should warn your sister if she's listening not to do this loudly at work. Really any of this episode, not just this segment. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Make sure she knows this one's super tame. <laughs>